Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategies. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Today, we're gonna talk to you about earning passive income off of your crypto as you wait for it to grow in value. I love assets where I can earn passive income from them while I'm holding them and waiting for them to appreciate it. Because let's face it, sometimes assets don't appreciate in value, or they maybe even drop in value. But in the meantime, while all that up and down price action is happening, you're growing richer every day. And so this is really easy to do if you know what you're doing. So I'm going to explain to you guys exactly what to consider, how to go about doing this, If you own any crypto, no matter what the amount that you own, I think it's going to be worth it for you to uh, really pay attention to what to do here today. You know, get this moving because you're, if you're not staking or lending your crypto, then you're giving away money. You're leaving money on the table that is very easy for you to earn. And I love, as you guys know, multiple streams of passive income. And this is just one more opportunity for you guys to uh, create an an additional stream of income. Now, before I dive into that, I'm about to, after after I record this, I'm going to go pick up my boy, John, my oldest son from school, and we're going snowboarding. Now, last year, when I did this same trip, we're going to Bittersweet about an hour away. I took a selfie with the boys right before we went on the mountain. I was all excited. It was going to be incredible. So, so much fun. And on the very first run, I hit a jump that I didn't mean to hit. I was uh, somehow found myself in the terrain park, which is where they have all the jumps and half pipes and bars and all that shit that I just have absolutely no desire to do. I prefer my board to be on the ground at all times. I get uncomfortable when that board gets into the air. Well, I found myself in the air, turned my board sideways, which is the absolute worst thing you can do in a panic boom, landed on my face really hard and uh, gashed really close to my eye and was bleeding profusely, ended up in the ER. And they could even do stitches because I took a chunk out of my my face. So I really hope that doesn't happen today. I'm hoping for a safe, peaceful, well, not peaceful, but exciting and fun adventure with my son and his friends. So wish me luck. Hopefully you don't see anything on social media like we did on the last trip. All right. So let's dive in here because I really want to make sure you guys are clear on this. Um, Some sample results. This is just from one of my accounts called Nexo.io. I love this account because I can not only lend out my crypto and earn additional streams of income, but I can also borrow against my crypto. And I'm going to explain what to do as far as borrowing goes and how this all works. But just to set this up, the nine-month result period, I started doing this in May of 2021. Here we are recording in February of 2022. I have a total just on Nexo earned of 65.76. I've gotten BTC, I've gotten 0.04, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's $1,800 worth of Bitcoin. 
Ethereum, I've earned over one full Ethereum, 1.15 for a value of 37.36 right now. And then in addition, smaller amounts on the Nexo coin, Stellar, Chainlink, and Avalanche coin. And uh, you add all those up and you total 65.76. One of them, the Stellar coin only generated $26 so far. But hey, I like all streams of income. I don't care. I mean, I love the bigger ones, right? But any stream of income that's passive in nature is a great stream of income. Never discount these smaller amounts because they all accumulate, they all add up. Because these uh, results are paid out in coin that I have them either lent or staked with. For example, when I lend Bitcoin, I essentially am uh, putting it up on the exchange and then they're lending it out to somebody else I get paid in that coin. So you don't get paid in dollars, you get paid in these coins, right? So if the coins go up, which I anticipate we're going to start to see as we already are, some in continued price movement upwards for the rest of this year, I believe that we're going to see a bull market, then uh, these could potentially turn into $12,000, $13,000, $20,000 worth of passive income as the coins appreciate. If you sold these coins, the minute that you got the value, right, then you know, you're going to convert them into dollars and then that's your passive income as dollars. However, I like to leave them compounding because the compounding will create even faster growth because not only now am I getting paid out in those crypto coins, but then as I leave them there, they continue to, to compound upon the gains. So compounding is the uh, sixth wonder of the world, as Warren Buffett has said. So crypto staking and lending, what's the difference between the two? Because these often, these two words are used as almost the same and they're very, very different. So I want to make sure that you understand what you're doing when you stake and when you lend. So staking can think of this as leasing your crypto to the blockchain, whereas lending is leasing your crypto to another borrower, Okay. So both earn a trickle of interest, which is typically paid out in the crypto that you lent or you staked, right? So if you lend Ethereum, then you're going to be paid in tiny pieces of Ethereum. Usually you're going to be paid out daily. You're not going to be paid out in US dollars. So let's talk about staking. So staking involves locking up your crypto for a certain period of time. So think of it like a certificate of deposit at a bank, right? So usually pick a, you know, either a year or two years or three year period, maybe even more. And you're, you're locking up those dollars at the bank. And in turn, for doing that, for locking them up for a longer period of time, the bank's going to pay you a little bit higher interest rate on that certificate of deposit. The intervals are usually much shorter in the crypto world, typically in intervals of 30 days. However, if you stake Ethereum, for example, then you're locking it for an indefinite period of time until ETH 2.0, the next version of Ethereum is released. So you could be a year, two years, three years, who knows? Staking generates income because you're being rewarded for pledging your crypto to support the blockchain network. Staking is similar to mining. Miners dedicate computing power to the blockchain, whereas stakers dedicate coins, and both are rewarded with more crypto. Okay, so that's the big distinguishing factor. Now, not all crypto can be staked. If it's a proof of work type of crypto, then you cannot stake it. You can only mine it. So miners compete 
I'm going to give you guys, this is, I'm going to really make this as simple as I humanly possibly can. You can definitely, we can go into real, uh, into the weeds on all of this subject. So I'm trying to give you guys a higher level, simplistic version of how this works. Okay. So miners compete to validate transactions on the blockchain and are rewarded with more crypto. So what does that mean? Validate transactions on the blockchain. In layman's terms, it means that they are proving or validating or simply showing that the transaction is a valid transaction. And then it becomes a permanent part of the Bitcoin network, for example. When you and I do a transaction on the Bitcoin, the miners validate that transaction and prove that it is valid, it's legal, and that it is permanent. This requires a lot of computing hardware and a lot of technical expertise. Now, I also have a Bitcoin mining company called Crypto Mining Specialists. And what we do is we offer investors a way to um, mine Bitcoin. It's very lucrative, extremely profitable, and it also requires a much larger investment. You know, if you have over a hundred grand that you want to um, devote to mining Bitcoin, hit me up, send me a message or an email, and I'll uh, be happy to tell you how it works because we have expanded our facility to where we now have over, we will have over 500 slots available for machines that you'd be able to buy and then plug into our um, mining network. It's uh, very, very profitable to do this. Okay. Let me tell you. Um, but, you know, it does require more money. Now, I recorded an episode where you can mine Bitcoin for, you know, as little as probably $10,000 with other companies and um, you can do that. And I gave, I released all the different ways that you can do that on one of my previous podcasts. So make sure to check that out if you're interested. But Bitcoin is the primary proof of work uh, cryptocurrency. So this is the mother of all proof of works, right? Proof of stake, okay, is different. So these examples of these would be Cardano, Polkadot, Solana, Cosmos. So think of this as putting up collateral. You promise to validate transactions honestly, and if you don't, that they can take some of my or your tokens as a penalty. So the system makes sure that you're rewarded more for being honest. Now, unless you're actually running a node, uh, which is a lot more technical in nature, and I'm not going to get into the weeds, then... You really don't have to worry about this because you're going to do this on a central exchange. They're going to handle all the proof of, of staking for you. And then they're going to get a, a cut of the rewards. And then in turn, um, they're going to give you your reward for putting up your collateral, your, your crypto. So there's three ways to earn a reward. Number one, you can stake through your exchange like a Coinbase, a Binance, Crypto.com, or a Kraken with just a couple of clicks. Step two, you can stake directly through a software a wallet like Atomic Wallet or Exodus. I didn't mean step two, I meant option number two. And then option three is that you can stake directly through that specific blockchain's wallet. For example, you can stake the Axie tokens directly on their Ronin wallet. Now, if all that is confusing, I get it. It is a lot simpler if you just stick with option one. I would recommend in using option one as it's the simplest and the safest and the quickest for you to be able to do. Option number three is a more profitable and because you're going to be capturing the entire piece of the pie where you stake directly to that blockchain specific wallet. But it typically involves a lot of times 10 to 15 different steps 
in order to get it set up. So I looked at the doing this, but I'm like, oh man, I don't really want to go down this chain. I'd rather just do it simple, give up a little bit of the spread, you know, to the exchange that's doing this on my behalf and call it a day. Okay. So what are the staking pros and cons? The pros, number one, it's a simple three-step process that most major platforms support. Number two, you support your favorite crypto. It helps to maintain a healthy blockchain. It helps to secure the blockchain network, and it helps to keep everything on the up and up. Number three, it doesn't require mining hardware. So you can actually do this. You can stake right from your smartphone. And four, it's environmentally friendly. It doesn't, it doesn't use any energy whatsoever. The, uh, the cons is that it ties up your crypto. Okay. So if you'd like to retain your ability to sell your crypto at a moment's notice, you know, either due to market fluctuations or you need emergency cash, you can't. Okay. So that's one thing definitely to consider. Lending. So let's talk about lending. Think of these platforms the same way you think of a bank, the lending platforms. You can earn five to 15% on these platforms and even 10% on what's called your stable coins, like USDT. What is a stable coin? A stable coin is a crypto coin, but it's tied and pegged directly to the US dollar. Uh, $1 of USDT stable coin is equal to $1 US dollar. Okay, so I don't know how else to explain that. This is an incredible way to earn interest on a wide selection of crypto assets, but it's incredibly powerful to earn up to 10% on your cash when the bear market hits, okay? And I definitely believe that at some point we're gonna experience a bit uh, a bear market. And I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon, maybe towards the end of 2022 or even into 2023. So lending has three key differences from staking. So number one, when you lend crypto, you let the platform lease it out to other crypto borrowers. So it, just to put this in terms and ways that you can do on an everyday basis, just like when you hold your money in a bank savings account, they loan it out your money to somebody else. So they charge interest to the borrow and then they pay you interest as a reward for putting your money in their facility, right? Although it's very paltry interest that you get. Now, could you bypass the middleman and loan your money directly to a private person? Of course. It's called private money lending, okay? Now, it's a little bit riskier, right? Because if you loan your money to that private individual and they don't repay you, then you've got to pursue them, right, legally, and that can be very difficult. So banks provide this service for us and they capture a huge portion of the difference between what you get paid from them and what they in turn lend it out to their borrowers. And this is called the spread. And right now... Uh, I, I think we're just simply getting hosed. The banks are making huge, huge spreads off of our money that we're putting into their banks. Crypto's coming along and it's disrupting the main banks. This is called DeFi, decentralized finance. It's a way for everyday people like us to start to capture the difference, this spread, and keep more of it for ourselves. Number two difference is that staking locks up your crypto for a period of time but lending platforms let you withdraw your assets anytime you'd like. So if staking is like a CD, certificate of deposit, lending is like opening a savings account. And then the third difference is that US regulators perceive them 
very differently. So far, it appears that they're okay with staking, but they hate crypto lending. So we may see changes to regulations at some point. As of right now, it's full steam ahead on lending, but it is something to be aware of that the regulations and rules could change and it could make this less appealing. I don't know what that looks like, but it's very possible. So the lending pros and cons, very simple and very low risk. Number two is that you can support unbanked borrowers. You know, there's 1.7 billion people without access to bank loans and your crypto loan empowers them. And number three is that you can lend Bitcoin, okay? You can't stake it, but you can lend it out. And that is how I got that 0.04 in Bitcoin rewards off the one Bitcoin that I had lend out, okay? Then the cons. There's a smaller coin selection. So at the time of this recording, um, the big lending platforms support only about 30-ish coins, the other con to it is that limited platforms support it. So there's there's only a handful that support lending as of right now. And then, of course, as I hit on incoming regulatory scrutiny, definite possibility. So how do you stake or lend out your crypto? Very, It is pretty simple. Okay, So number one, you're going to pick your platform. The ones that I have used are Nexo.io, Celsius.network, Kraken.com, those are the three that I have used. There's also very popular as BlockFi.com. I did not go with BlockFi because after I looked at the coins that I owned and the interest rates that BlockFi was you know, paying out, the other ones were definitely uh, much better than that one. Although BlockFi has gotten great reviews, a lot of people very happy with it. I don't see any downsides to BlockFi as of this recording. My favorite so far has been Nexo because of its easy ability to borrow and wanted to buy Bitcoin mining machines when they came up for sale, when China locked down and pretty much effectively canceled any Bitcoin mining, which at that time was 70% of the world's mining. So these machines came available. However, I didn't really have uh, much liquid cash that I was able to jump on this opportunity. So on Nexo, I went in and borrowed against the value of my crypto. Now, when you borrow against it, now you're no longer getting the rewards from lending it out. Now you're the one that's paying the interest to somebody else who's loaning the crypto to you. Okay. That's a one downside of borrowing. However, I knew by, by borrowing against it, that I was going to be able to make a lot more money. Bitcoin mining, getting the machines and doing all the mining versus just lending it out and making the, you know, four or 5%. Nexo, when I did the borrow, is very easy. In just a few uh, quick, simple steps and clicks, I had the very next day that the money was deposited, the cash dollars were deposited in my bank account. So that was pretty cool. Um, number two step is to pick your crypto. And you can buy cryptos based on their yield, but I say don't buy one based on their yield. You know, you want coins that have solid long-term potential for growth. You know, there's some coins that have crazy 6,000% rates of return to entice investors to buy it. Wow, incredible. I think that I would rather, I might put a little bit in just to test those out, but that seems real risky that they're offering those kind of crazy rates of return. Usually there's something wrong with the crypto or an investment that's promising those insane types of returns, okay? So step three is lend or stake your crypto, right? So you're gonna 
Transfer your coins from Coinbase, for example, to Nexo.io. You click deposit, choose your time frame, and stake or lend your coins and watch your interest accumulate. Okay, so it is it is very simple process to do. If you want to find out different possibilities of coins and what they're paying out, go to stakingrewards.com. And as of this recording, for example, Solano is paying out 5.88%, ETH is 4.85%, Cardano 5, Avalanche 9.23, and Polkadot's up to 13.97%. So Polkadot, now I already owned all of these coins. I like all of these coins for their long-term growth potential. The bonus is that they pay out this additional interest in passive income. So look at the coins that you already own, go to stakingrewards.com and you can look at where you can stake or lend these on what exchanges make sense. One note of caution, you know, when I, I set up multiple accounts, right? I got Celsius, I got Nexo, I got Kraken. I think uh, there's even another one. Well, I've got already had Coinbase, right? So now, you know, I've got four different exchanges that I've got my crypto on and because I wanted to capture the highest interest rate on each that I could for each coin that I own. And then also some exchanges didn't support or didn't offer the ability to stake or lend on certain coins that I own. So I had to set up these multiple exchanges. That is uh, a lot of, it's time consuming and it's a lot to organize and keep track of. So I would say try to keep it simple, try to stick with like two exchanges, maybe three. And uh, the one benefit to doing putting your money on multiple exchanges is that you have diversification and protection. Although these are very safe exchanges, there's very little chance of your coins you know, getting stolen. However, there is that possibility that someone could hack your account, then you lose all the uh, coins that are in that account. Again, that's a very small percentage possibility, but it's still a possibility. By getting, you know, you're putting your coins on multiple exchanges. If one should get compromised, then you don't lose all of your crypto. So that is the primary advantage in addition to being able to maximize your interest that you're earning and the passive income on your crypto. In closing, I want to talk to you guys about the lending. Now, what I recommend that you guys consider when you're borrowing against your crypto, if you do go to do this, be very, very conservative, okay? Be very conservative because listen, crypto can draw down really, really fast. And if you borrow too much, if you leverage too too high, then if crypto has a crash, <clears throat> then your coins, some of your coins can be liquidated automatically because that's how they're gonna, that's their collateral. Like that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to sell the exchange. It's going to sell off your coins to cover their position so that they don't have any risk. Let's say that you know you have a $10,000 worth of Ethereum on Nexo and uh, you borrow 50%. So you borrow 5,000 back out. Well, let's say Ethereum draws down, loses 60%, 70% of its value. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But nothing is impossible as far as volatility action in crypto. Well, then they're going to liquidate a portion of your Ethereum to cover that loan balance that you have outstanding. Well, if you don't want to sell, then that's a very bad thing, right? That your crypto got liquidated. 
So I feel that too many people are, um, what causes some of these crypto crashes that we're seeing is that people are over leveraging. So they're borrowing against their crypto to buy more crypto. I would never do that. That is a house of cards. Do not borrow against your crypto to buy more crypto. If you're going to borrow against your crypto to do more safe and stable type things, then that's, I think that's okay. I would probably tend to stick to conservative 20, maybe 30% of your total uh, value of your crypto in your exchange, borrow up to that amount. Otherwise, you start going up too high, guys, and you could be setting yourself up for a major, major fall. So I hope this helps you guys. If you have additional questions on this, please feel free to reach out. I don't have all the answers. I did a very surface level dive on this because if I go too much deeper on this, you guys are going to totally tune out and fall asleep. Eyes crossed, eye rolls, deer in the headlight type looks. And I want to make sure that you guys don't uh, tune me out, right? So if you want to do a deeper dive on how to, you know, more in depth on how to do this, certainly you can go go to Google and search uh, crypto lending and staking. And there's lots of resources that will pull up the YouTube videos and um, articles that can teach you guys more in-depth detail. But I think this is a really good start to get you guys on the right path and get you guys earning more passive income. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come. Years to come. Years to come.